Hello, this is the Catholic Spectrum. I'm your host, Jason Thayer. Each week I deal with topics related to autism, Catholicism, and pop culture. And we are in our second season, our second year. Excuse me, I almost said second season, but this is technically the fourth because we use the two seasons a year format. So technically this is our fourth season, even though this is only two years. Because I'm using the around 26 episodes format for season, like they used to do it. So this is going to be another look at, I mean, this is going to be another month of Autism Acceptance Month to combat all the negativity that Autism Speaks puts out. So I decided the best way to combat it is to give you a whole month of my Profiles in Autism series where I talk about different celebrities who are autistic. And what better way to start that than with David Byrne. David Byrne was born in Scotland on May 14, 1952. His parents moved to Ontario and eventually settled down in Maryland. His father worked for the Westinghouse Electric Company while his mother became a teacher. David took to music easily. Before high school, he knew three instruments, the harmonica, guitar, and accordion. He wanted to join the choir, but he couldn't because they found him off-key and withdrawn. And those could be considered the autism folks, because autism, by definition, means you're drawn into yourself. And that's a good example of the autism right there. Um, He... Did, he did graduate high school, and he formed a couple bands while he was attending the Rhode Island School of Design, and then he eventually dropped out. But while he was in the Rhode Island School of Design, Design he met three people who would help him form the band that he is most associated with, the Talking Heads. Byrne and these three members are Chris Prince, Tina Weymouth, or yeah, I think it's Tina Weymouth, and um, Jerry Harrison. Jerry Harrison was already in another band called The Modern Lovers, which is worth checking out. I've listened to one of their albums, and it's pretty good. Um, he is basically there to do all the other, to do all the, to do the multi-instrumentalist stuff. Um, While Tina Weymouth is by far one of the best bassists in the business, Chris France is also a pretty good drummer. In fact, um, you may have heard that the main problem with the band is um, David Byrne himself. Byrne is a hard guy to work with. We'll we'll say that right now. Um, They formed in New York, releasing their self-titled album in 1977. And this was the early days of the post-punk slash new wave, whatever you want to call it, era. Um, There are two kinds of post-punk. There is the post-punk that is where the talking heads fall into, and then there is the post-punk where the Joy Division, New Order, Blondie, 
fall into that it kind of swings back and forth like a metronome and um talking heads is more on the weird side of the um spectrum along with devo and blondie so if you're coming into this expecting something like joy division or new order you're gonna be disappointed this isn't what the talking heads is about um the first album is actually pretty good. It's very experimental. They don't they don't have their footing yet on this one. Um there are some good songs on here. Um Psycho Killer of course is the takeaway song. This is the one that you'll probably remember the most. But um it's actually a decent debut for what it is, but it's not until they find Brian Eno that the band really finds their sweet spot. And they do three albums with the guy. Um, more songs about building and food, flood. I mean, and food, sorry, not flood. I don't know why I said flood. Um, Fear of music and remain of, in light are all just chef's kiss good, folks. Um, they were influenced by people like the P-Funk and Fela Kuti, the Afro-nationalist activist. Um, so more songs about building and food kind of sounds a bit like what 77, what their self-titled debut would sound like if Brian Eno was in charge instead of who they had on the production sound and production side of things. That doesn't mean more songs is a bad album. Far from it. It's great stuff. But before I did this, um, before I started recording this, I actually listened to some of Fear of Music and... Um, I would call Fear of Music almost a concept album. Um, many of the songs follow a, a theme of things that you're afraid of. In fact, you can probably put Fear of before each of the titles and you would get where um, David Byrne is going with it. Fear of life in wartime, fear of cities, fear of... Well, it, it wouldn't work for, for Ezimbra because that's just a bunch of babbling and chanting. But maybe that, and I think that's part of the Fela Kuti influence right there. But it's definitely a, an album worth checking out. I'd say it's one of their best. It's probably one of their most innovative. And then you have Remain in Light, which is also one of their best. Um, I haven't re I haven't revisited it yet, but I'm probably going to sooner or later. And I'm going to enjoy it. I think it's probably their best album with Brian Eno next to that one. It, it kind of goes back and forth. Catch me on a different day and I'll probably tell you Fear of Music. Catch me on another day. I'll tell you it's Remain in Light. Brian Eno really knew how to bring out the best in this band. And it's a shame that the rest of the band found the two of them hard to get along with. Um, in fact, Eno and Byrne would do an album without the rest of the Talking Heads. And that album's worth checking out too. My Life in the Bush of Ghosts. It's um, a bunch of found music and experimental sounds. Um, if you know anything about Brian Eno, you know the guy just loves to play around with different sound effects and stuff and make stuff that sounds a little weird at first. You gotta be in the right mood for it. It's very... If you want to just zone out, that's I mean, Brian Eno is your guy, and David Byrne was right there with him on that, and 
knew how to make it work. Um, the band broke into the mainstream after he left with Speaking in Tongues. Speaking in Tongues is actually good. If you want to... A band like Talking Heads, you would think they wouldn't take to mainstream stuff well, but Speaking in Tongues actually does... The hip machine side of the Talking Heads is worth getting into. Um, yes, Burning Down the House is a banger. I heard it this morning, and I kind of caught myself singing along to it. Yes, it is worth checking out. Um, this is also when he would start, when Byrne would start experimenting in other ways, too. Um, they did a concert album called Stop Making Sense, and um, if you watch the live performance, it's really good. Um, he even decides to go away for a bit so that Tina and Chris can do their much-sampled tune, Genius of Love. That would be used all over the place in hip-hop and funk. You have no idea how much that song has been sampled. Um, I'm only putting that there as an asterisk because David Byrne had nothing to do with it, but it's but I do enjoy it. I'll say that. Um, he also made a movie called True Stories, which I have not seen yet. Um, sorry about that. That's my email kicking in there, folks. Um, anyway, yeah, True Stories, I have not watched that yet, so I don't know what it's about. Um, I hear it's got that, got that David Burns being a little experimental side to him, and, um, I just haven't gotten around to checking it out, but I'm definitely going to do that one of these days. Um, they did release a few more albums, but it got to the point where Burns' control freak mentality started to really tug at the band, and they eventually broke up. Um, do not check out anything after speaking in tongues, folks. It's just not worth it, especially their last album, Naked. Um, that is definitely a band that is... Ready to call it quits. So let's take a break. And not, so I'm going to stop recording here and tell you about their um, other works. After leaving Talking Heads, David Byrne embarked on his solo career, which he has continued to this day. I admit, outside of my life in the Bush of Ghosts, I have not checked out much of David Burns Pulse Talking Head stuff, so you're not gonna get much commentary on that. I got I have I've told myself I'm gonna be honest on this podcast. So if I don't know about something, I'm gonna tell you I don't know about it. It's not a crime to tell people that. Um he formed his own record label in nineteen eighty eight called Luwaka Bop. It still operates to this day. In fact, their last album came out in twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen, somewhere around there, so I would not say that they're ready to hang up that label, if, even if it is a vanity label. Um, this is basically a world music type thing. But Burn would not tell you that's what you should call it. Burn does not like to be put inside a box. That's another side of autism there. We autistic people, you don't put us in a box. You let us create. And you're going to get some amazing stuff. And Byrne is a testament to that. Um, he's published music from all around the world, all sorts of genres and numerous cultures. And in 2005, he even founded his own internet radio station 
called appropriately enough Radio David Byrne. Um, I have not checked out the radio station. I hear that it updates on a monthly basis, so pick out a time and listen to it. Tell me what you think about it. I'm sorry I can't tell you much about his post-era, but one of these days I'm going to set myself down and check it out. Maybe I'm just used to him having other having the talking heads with him, and I just don't want to get away from that. Um, they have in, David Byrne has influenced quite a few artists over the years with and without the talking heads. Um, Radiohead got their name from a song on the True Stories soundtrack. If it weren't for David Byrne, they probably would have still called themselves whatever on Friday is was their original name. I forget what their original name was, but I know it had the word Friday in the title. Um, other artists that were in, influenced by him include Trent Reznor, Eddie Vedder. Um, listen to Dance of the Clairvoyance on Pearl Jam's latest album and tell me that doesn't sound like they're trying to be talking heads. In fact, I almost wonder if David Byrne kind of, if David Byrne puts this album on. The Weeknd is another guy that sounds like he's listened to a lot of David Byrne. St. Vincent did a, I mean, I listened to St. Vincent on Austin City Limits, and she definitely sounds like she's got that David Byrne vibe going for her, and it made me want to check out some of the other stuff she's done. Uh, she's actually been on Austin City Limits quite a few times. Um, so yeah, David Byrne has influenced a lot of people over the years and has a well-deserved place in that Hall of Fame. So let's see, so let's talk about what he says about his autism. In 2003, Tina Weymouth revealed that Byrne is autistic. She suspected it because of how difficult that he'd been to work with all those, all these years. Um, they did get back together when they were inducted into the Hall of Fame. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, if you want to, if you want to know which one. Um, Byrne has confirmed it, but he's not gotten around to getting an official diagnosis. People, I want to let you know something. Um, if you think you are autistic, you probably are. Um, you don't have, to, in my opinion, you do not have to get an official diagnosis to get mean to be considered on the spectrum if you think you're on the spectrum you probably are um trust that judgment especially if another autistic person tells you we tend to have a pretty good radar for that sort of thing if you want to put it if you want to get a term to it um he considers it his superpower and it, he thinks that this is what makes him such a creative person so, you want to see just how creative and wacky an autistic person can get when they're not being put into a box. This is the guy to check out. that's it for this week's episode next week i'll be discussing comedian and actor dan Aykroyd. and if you and so this has been the catholic spectrum if you want to find past episodes of the catholic spectrum you can find them on spotify apple podcast 
Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can contact me at RadicalEverageJWT at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook. I'll be coming back there in, um, let's see, the 17th. Actually, I'll be coming back on the 16th, and today is the 5th, so you got 11 more days before I come back. Um, I'm on Wrong Planet. I'm not on there all that often, but I have checked that out a few times to see what's going on. You can find me on Discord at RadicalEdward hashtag 7592. Capitalize both of those words and put a space between it. And remember... Normal is just a setting on the washing machine. We don't get to be normal. See you around.